Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Welcome to Fightful. This is Sean Rossap. May 24th, 2023. We have the most insanely loaded wrestling event week that I maybe I can remember. We've got Impact Under Siege. I think Joel Pearl might be there. We've got uh, WWE Night of Champions. We have NXT Battleground. We have New Japan uh, Super Juniors. And we have AEW Double or Nothing. We're debuting a, uh, we're re-debuting the prediction show on Thursday. Stephanie Chase will be hosting. We've just got so much going on right now. And we've got Jimmy Van here. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing well, Sean. Where is the Impact Show? Is that in London, Ontario, Canada? Yeah. It is. Okay, but two hours from Toronto. So see, like... Joel Pearl always complains about opportunities. He gets to go to London again uh, this year too. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been, Sean? No, you haven't. Good for I've you. I've been to Paris. I've been to Paris, Kentucky. Oh yeah, I've, I've been to yeah. Paris, Ontario. I have, but I've been. We to have Paris. a we have I've a London, Paris, Kentucky Paris. too. Oh, do you really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want first thing I want to do uh, before we get to the big topic. I want to talk about superstar Billy Graham. So uh, a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, I mentioned him uh, because he was in poor health at the time, and I talked about the brief connection that I had to him. Uh, he ended up passing away last week, uh, just a few weeks shy of his 80th birthday. Um, he was an all timer in terms of his influence in the business, one of the most influential pro wrestlers that there ever was. So many of the big names, Hulk Hogan. Dusty Rhodes, Jesse the Body Ventura, Scott Steiner, even Ric Flair were influenced by superstar Billy Graham. And in uh, the last uh, several years, he's had a rough go health-wise. Um, and, you know, many years ago, he said some things about the business that got him a lot of criticism. Yeah. But um, his body of work, you know, I mean, he was the first guy that I can remember. And and you're not as old school of a guy as I am, but you're a historian yeah. somewhat. I can't think of anybody before him that was like the tanned, bleach blonde, bodybuilder type guy. He was the first guy that wore the colorful attire, unless you want to go back to Gorgeous George, I guess. He, the promo ability that he had, and then, of course, former WWE champion that beat uh, Bruno Sammartino. So I want to send condolences to his wife, Valerie. She was his rock for decades. Uh, everybody spoke very highly of her, and uh, condolences to the rest of his family as well. He's one of the most influential performers in the history of wrestling. Absolutely. 100%. No question. He, he influenced Jesse, but the body Ventura, uh, Hulk Hogan, even X-Pac said that the reason he came out to Kung Fu fighting on house shows 
was because of superstar Billy Graham when he did the karate gimmick oh, really? in later years. Oh, so, right? like, you never know who you're going to influence. Uh, we send our love, obviously, uh, an incredible loss for the the world of pro wrestling. We do have some some interesting, positive things to talk about as well. Make sure you guys leave a thumbs up on this video. Also, get your super chats, get your humper chats in. Uh, we've got a lot of shows this week. Just to run you down our schedule, the AEW post show tonight, Thursday, the spotlight, the prediction show with myself and Stephanie. We've got the, the media call with Tony Khan, then the AEW ROH show. Then Friday, there's the SmackDown post show as, as well. Saturday, Night of Champions post show. Sunday, Grapsity will be on at noon, and we've got the Double or Nothing show. Over on Select, you're going to have pay-per-view previews of these shows as well. You're also going to have Sour Graps reviews. There's going to be so much content between Fightful, Fightful Select, and Overbooked. And you can get your Humper Chats in at humperchats.com. And hey, maybe if today you want to leave a question for the Double or Nothing show, just note that our moderator, Luis, will put that down. And uh, we will have that ahead of time. That's the benefit of going to humperchats.com. Or you can just use youtube.com slash Fightful. Make sure you subscribe. We just dropped an interview with Darby Allen this morning. We got Flash Morgan Webster, one of his first interviews since leaving WWE. He's wrestling at Impact Under Siege this weekend. We're on top of it this week, guys. So make sure you all check that out. Just uh, an incredible amount of stuff there. We had Will Ospreay last week, Vinny Pacifico, Steve Macklin. Just interviews all over the place. Who's your jersey, Sean? It is the new general manager of the Maple Leafs, Jimmy. You know what? There's a chance that you could do better than a one-round victory in nine years, Sean. There's a chance. It's possible. You there know, in go. Toronto, in Toronto, I don't, I don't want to go off the rails because people are going to get bored. But in Toronto, the president of hockey operations, his name is Brendan Shanahan, and they called it the Shanna plan. They said that he had a Shanna uh -huh. plan. The Shanna plan's going on 10 years. They've won one round. Whew. So. I mean, the Sixers, it was trust the process, trust the process, and they have not won anything. We've got some super chats. We got some humper chats. Corey Lamb says, can you confirm Mindy's Bakery is giving out muffins at the debut collision show? Awesome. <laughs> They should. Punk should legitimately work out a deal to where Mindy's Muffins does that if it's going to be there. Shytown Spurs says, if you listen, either listen to the Behind the Bastards podcast series on Vincent Man going on currently, there's some incredible stuff in there. There's some ill-informed stuff in there too, though. Like, not to crap on them, but there was some of it where I, I'm like, okay, I understand this was a topic, but like, they called Bob Arum, Bob Aroom, and... What? Talk, yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like like towards the end of that, it, it, it really just it declined, implying that the Vince McMahon cared a lot more about ticket sales than TV ads. And I'm like, that is the complete opposite of how things unfolded. Like, in fact, he compromised an awful lot of ticket sales for television ads. So there, yeah, it, it's it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag, and I have an incredible amount of respect for them, and they have they are very successful. But this is also why I say when, when people, you know, clamor for mainstream coverage of pro wrestling, I'm like, be careful what you wish for. There's a reason, a reason why specialists are specialists in the thing that they, they dedicate their lives to. And you, you can just tell sometimes when that isn't the case. You know, I love Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, uh, I, I respect him. But he on one of those A, a and E things, he said Hulk Hogan under the giant was the first uh, uh, grudge feud program that. that WWE ever had. 
And I just saw that and I thought, okay, he's old enough to know better. This guy's not 21. I wonder if you it was fed I mean? to him. I don't know. That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. I'm liking uh, Most Wanted Treasures, though. I, I'm just such a geek for those kinds of shows. Anime fan says, did the Gunther news mean that Cody won't beat Reigns? Let me know what you all mean by the Gunther news. I know what they're talking about. Uh, what are they talking about? I don't know How the I source. It? I don't know the source. Somebody is reporting. Reporting, Sean. Somebody's oh reporting boy. that uh, Cody Rhodes Gunther is being um, suggested for WrestleMania next year. That'd be a hell of a match. Hope it's for the world title. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Bargav says, it's my birthday, and I get some amazing wrestling this weekend along with News of Punk's return. Love it. Well, happy birthday. Uh, not only is it your birthday, uh, Maggie of coexisting with Robin Maggie, her birthday is this Saturday. Going to see her in London uh, for, for All In this year as well. So a bunch of people getting to celebrate their birthday this weekend and enjoy a bunch of wrestling. We're, we're so glad to have you here. Uh, we have, what is it? Matt Hennessy saying, hey, Sean, hope you're well. WrestleVotes reported there will be some talent cuts. Uh, they did say it would be minor talent cuts in July with WWE Endeavor merger. Have you heard anything about this? And could you ask around? So I did ask around and we had just posted this in the select portions update on FightfulSelect.com. Best $5 in the business. I'm working on a real interesting story about a free agent act that I'm hoping to have up shortly after this show. But I did ask Nick Khan was telling sports agents around WrestleMania that they weren't going to have talent cuts. He outright said they're not going to have talent cuts. Now, that being said, I always expect NXT cuts of some kind to happen here and there because mm -hmm. they're going to have to fish or cut bait with mm -hmm. a lot of these people. So that is sort of excluded from that. But I haven't heard anything thus far about talent cuts. I can't speak for, for who WrestleVotes has spoken with or anything like that, but I can tell you who Nick Khan spoke with uh, within the last couple of months, and he said there wouldn't be. Uh, does that mean that his tone hasn't changed? I can't say that. I can't speak for him. A lot of things have changed since then. But it could be redundancy positions because unfortunately that is the result of a merger. That's what happens. Yeah. Cody says, You a KY guy here, Sean. 606 for life. Yeah, I love that KY jelly, man. Uh I think I think everybody on the internet knows I'm a 606 guy at this point, Jimmy. I think that was made uh very public this week. Did Tina Turner pass away? Yeah, unfortunately. What? Yeah. Was that today? Yeah, well, I mean, that's when it was announced. Ah, that's too bad. That's too bad. She was a she was an all time great in her own right. Absolutely. Orlando says, "Which shows are you more excited for this weekend?" Seems like all of these are hit or can't missed. I think that the AEW World Title match has the chance of being the best in ring AEW World Title match in history. I think that Seth Rollins and AJ Styles are going to prove a point. I think they're <laughs> going to go out there and work like. Like they're proving something. Uh, I am excited for ACB versus Subculture on the Under Siege show. Everything, everything about Super Juniors, uh, I'm excited for. And uh, NXT, full disclosure, I usually binge watch NXT and I'm still kind of catching up on that. But of course, I'm excited for Carmelo and Braun. That's one that I'm always pumped for. Elia and Dijak in a last man standing match is going to be a humper as well. Like there's, We've got that show as well. Like the, the sour graps review of that. Like there's so much going on. All right, let's get to the big guy here. So another week and CM Punk once again, finds a way to get himself at the top of the headlines, hey, uh, especially over at fightfulselect.com. Best $5 in the business updates last night, updates last Wednesday and Thursday. Here we go. Let's start with what we know. 
and 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 what's been made official and then after that i'm gonna have you fill in the blank so here's what we know so over a month ago aew booked the united center in chicago and they booked it for Saturday, June 17. This is before Collision was officially announced. Well, that's what everybody Correct. kind of figured, right? That it was about last we week at the Warner it. Brothers. Last week at the Warner Warner Brothers Discovery upfronts, they made it official that Collision is going to debut on TNT on Saturday, June 17. Punk was originally planned to be mentioned as the headliner for Collision, and we know this because the original press release drafted by Warner Warner's Discover uh, Warner Brothers Discovery got leaked, and his name was in it. Now, AEW, despite announcing a bunch of other collision dates and venues, they held off on naming the venue for the June 17 show, which led to speculation that there's issues with Punk. So now I'm going to throw it to you and you can fill in the blanks. There, everybody's heard the rumors, oh, a steal and all this other shit. I'm going to throw it to yeah. you. You can fill in the blanks. Why did they pull Punk's name from the upfronts? Why did they hold off on announcing the venue for the first collision date? Oh, so what I know, what I don't know, there, there's a lot of gray area here. Punk was in the press release as of the Tuesday before. I heard that Punk and Tony Khan had a not-so-great conversation about Ace Steel's involvement. And I believe Nick Hausman's report about Ace Steel having been back in the fold, but I think it was... I think it was a very Lanny Poffo-ish type of deal. I think it was very much, here's your money type right. of thing. And I had heard that Jericho had even mentioned, hey, you know, maybe Ace comes back. Everybody sees that everybody can work together, yada, yada. But it was made clear to Punk that Ace Steel either could not or would not be at TV. And I'm sure from a legal perspective, that is, you know, that, that is a big concern. I don't know if that had anything to do with him not being on the press release or not being announced Wednesday. I know that all those things happened. I just don't know if that one had anything to do with the other because people that I had spoken to said that he wasn't necessarily keen on being announced ahead of time like that. Because, I mean, obviously it'd benefit the show a lot more if he had his return on a show or it was announced on AEW as opposed to the upfronts at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. There were reports that a legal letter had been sent to CM Punk this weekend. From what I understand is that more than anything disclosed some protections for AEW, some non-disparagements for, for obvious reasons, right? Uh, maybe some stuff about a steal, but some things that would ensure that he was at TV. But I had heard that as of last Wednesday, Tony Khan and Punk had a, a, a very, I was told hilariously positive conversation. Now, what this person told me was hilariously positive and what I consider hilariously positive in this situation are probably two categorically different things, but that's just what was relayed to me. I was told that they were discussing creative for collision over the past week. Um, his friends believe that he will be there on June 17th for collision. And I mean, even a few weeks ago, like, I mean, we had said, well, he's returning the week of June 21st because there were so many question marks about whether or not the debut for collision would be right before that, right after that, or he'd come back at, at the, uh, the Chicago dynamite. So there's been an awful lot of back and forth over the last few months about punk coming back, what he can do, what he will do, who he will wrestle. I know that Jericho was the original pitch. He wanted Samoa Joe. He got Samoa Joe. They made graphics for him and Samoa Joe already. 
Will it happen? I don't know. Tonight, we will find out. I can tell you as of yesterday, the AEW talent that I spoke to didn't have their travel. They didn't know like where they were scheduled to be for that. But um, also last week, we learned that the plan is for a hard roster split, excluding champions and people who go through what they have trademarked as the transfer portal. Um, so I had heard that the line of thinking there was also like, all right, you miss Miro, you miss Scorpio Sky, you miss Malachi Black, you miss Andrade. Here's where you can watch them, Saturday nights on TNT. Not the worst idea, uh, but there, there's, a lot, there's a lot of puzzle pieces that are scattered across the board right now, Jimmy. And I feel like everybody's trying to put these puzzle pieces together right now. That way you can kind of see the art behind it. Let me throw a couple of rumors at you. And I know that these are hard sure. to necessarily address, but so one rumor is that Tony Khan had agreed to actually bring a steel back and then change his mind last minute. Anything to that, that he had not, not just pay him, but he had agreed to bring him back physically I, to, to shows. I don't know specifically about that. I, I was told that he was going to be there in some capacity. I just don't know what that necessarily means. You right. can hire somebody as a consultant and then they do nothing, right? Like, Yeah. It, it, again, it depends if he's just going to sit at home or if they're actually going to bring him to the venues. That's when you're going to you know, potentially cause a problem. Uh, another uh, rumor, and I've, I've, I've seen some outlets debunk it already. I believe Meltzer reported it. He said that AEW reserved the June 17 date at Daly's Place in Jacksonville as a backup in case they didn't get punk because they didn't want to United Center without punk. Did you hear anything about that? Um, sorry, restate that. Like, I think it was Meltzer that reported that AEW reserved June 17 okay. at Daly's Place as a backup. I haven't heard anything credible about that. Anything credible about that. Um, I've heard one person in AEW who possibly mentioned it, but I heard that there was a backup location discussed that wasn't that. In fact, there was somebody that reached out to me that implied they fed Dave that news incorrectly. And by the time I had seen that, he had already posted it. So this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. 
That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Okay, I want to share some of my thoughts on this stuff, and and this is just based on what we've heard as of today, because you never know, weeks or months from now, more information might surface, and we might find out that, you know, CM Punk was a problem, and, and that they had to kind of put up, put a, pump the brakes on things because of Punk. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my thoughts just based on what we know so far. I've talked about this before, Sean, when you're a manager or when you're a business owner, Sometimes when you're dealing with a top producing employee, that can be difficult. You got to learn to eat shit sometimes. Uh, and hell, even with Sean Ross Sapp, sometimes I have to learn to eat shit because that's business. And I'm sure it has not been easy for Tony Khan to deal with CM Punk. It's, it's probably kept him up nights, I bet. Um, on the surface, based on everything that I've heard here over the last few weeks, I can't help but look at this and think this has been poorly managed. Like this has been poorly managed by, by Tony Khan, if I'm being very honest, because they had known for a while that they're going to be doing collision. They booked the United center over a month ago. There was even a title floating around called the second coming. So obviously they had some idea that they're going to use CM punk to think that they wouldn't have everything buttoned up prior to the upfronts. When Warner brothers discovery is your biggest partner, they're your biggest moneymaker. You told him he's going to be there. I, I heard a report, Sean, that they they initially had graphics of Punk for the upfronts. Did you hear about that? That they had his image for yes, a graphic? Okay. So to think that you've gone to that extent and you've told Warner Brothers this and they've got press you know, uh, drafted and then you got to tell them at the 11th hour to scrap Punk from the materials, that's a bad look, man. Yeah. It's very unprofessional. There's no other way to look at it. And, and going back to Ace Steel, I look at it like this, and I think your Lady Poffo analogy was really good. Because I look at it like this. If you've got an employee, if you're, hell, you with Fightful, Sean, if you have people under you and you got an employee and they bit a member of the talent roster, allegedly, who's supposed to be a company executive, even though the EVP titles don't mean shit. But if you have an employee who allegedly bit a talent who's supposed to be an executive, if that same employee also allegedly threw a chair at another talent who is also supposedly an executive, you don't bring them back. Even if you have a top talent demanding it, you don't do it. At some point, you have to draw the line. I'm the boss, and you're not, and this guy did the shit, and we're not bringing him back. The Lanny Poffo thing I get, because there's a lot of money involved here, especially when Warner Brothers Discovery, they're giving you two, a, a new two-hour block. They're giving you a cash injection. They're doing it because CM Punk's supposed to be the centerpiece of a new show. So I understand if Tony Khan would say to CM Punk, you know what? We'll take care of him. He's not coming to the shows ever. He's never going to be at the yes. venue, but you know what? 
we'll take care of him. It's another thing to make Punk think for even a second. Well, I don't know steal. for sure. I don't know for sure if that's what happened, but I do understand why you're addressing it because it yes. has been implied out there. Yeah. And it's just a really bad look. It's it's very unprofessional. It was mismanagement. Uh, and that's how I look at it. And like I said, if things change, say weeks from now and we hear no punk agreed to everything. And then like last Tuesday, he said, fuck it. I want a steal there. If something like that comes out, that's another story. But based on what we've heard so far, I feel like it's been really poorly mis uh, mismanaged. And you want to talk about leverage. Punk has so much leverage on Ross app. You yeah, I, mean? I think I think when they look at CM Punk, they're like, you know what? He'd probably be even more of a headache outside the auspices of AEW than inside at this point if they just divide the rosters and do this show. Because at least with this, they're going to get paid a huge sum of money for this show. They're on TV more, more wrestlers get TV time and you get punk back. Now it creates some headaches there, but imagine the headaches. Look, literally this all happened because of his WWE release. Jimmy, I go back to that. You can draw a straight line from this to January, 2014, all of it. It, it, there's a, a direct timeline associated over the last nine and a half years from that to this. So you look at that and you're like, well, who's to say it wouldn't drag out several more years as a result of him being gone from, uh, from AEW. I look at it like when you have planned to split your roster and when you have planned to get a new two hour block on a Saturday night, which isn't the best night for TV. I think they'll be, they'll be okay, but it's not the best night. So when you make plans to do that, Punk's got so much more leverage than he already did. He was already the biggest draw that you had. Warner Brothers Discovery is giving you a cash injection for this new two-hour block with the understanding that CM Punk's going to be the centerpiece of that show. He's got so much leverage. And to make it worse for AEW in terms of how much they need CM Punk, look at the ticket advances for the collision dates that are coming up, Sean. Yeah. So according to WrestleTix, the advances for the upcoming collision dates have not been good at all. The Toronto date on June 24 at Scotiabank Arena. So far, they've, they've distributed about 1,600 tickets. And this is in a building that they have 13,000 tickets out for Forbidden Door, the same building. Yeah. Then the June 29 collision show in Hamilton, Ontario. They've distributed 618 tickets so far, according I to WrestleTix. I think they'll do a lot of walk up too on the Scotia Bank one for people who have planned their weekend and things like that. Well, with Punk especially, like I, I think and as soon as it comes out that Punk's there, it's gonna it's gonna improve things. Gustavo says, "Got my tickets for Collision in New York. Is ROH filmed before or after Collision? Looks like the show starts at six. The plan is before. The plan is before." Rock hard Joel Wood says, "I know they want Punk. I know WBD wants Punk, but hearing all this, especially when pay per views come around, feels like a disaster waiting to happen." I hate to use the term PTSD because I think it's kind of disrespectful to people who actually have that, but I get this like perpetual, like ugh, when AEW pay-per-views come around, not because I'm not excited to cover it and all that stuff, but man covering double or nothing in that situation all weekend and covering all out. And then that following week, I remember during full gear, I was just like, when's the shoe going to drop? What's going to happen? What bad shit is going to go down here? So, yeah, I, I feel that. I want to say one other thing about that that Toronto date on June 24, because I think this is a... Who, who is it that handles live events? Is it, is it Jeff Jarrett? They know There's a lot events, of people who handle a lot, a lot of, of stuff like that. You know, you got Zane... Uh, what, what, God damn, what's his name? 
Zane Breslov. Yep. yep. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, Raphael Morphy. You got a lot of people that are involved in that type of thing. Okay. So here's something that I think AEW needs to kind of work on. Uh, and it's something we've kind of talked about before. So I've got a lot of friends in the Toronto area that go to a lot of live wrestling. And they have not, as of yet, bought tickets for Collision in Toronto. Uh, I don't really go to any live events because my, my life just doesn't really allow it. But I, I have a yeah. lot of people that do. And I asked them, how come you haven't got tickets for Toronto yet for, for Collision? They told me it's because the tickets are too expensive. Yeah. And and the thing that AEW has to understand, so they have four shows uh, essentially in the same area over the span of a week. Because Toronto and Hamilton, there's only an hour between them. So yeah, they have two. Not, they have, not a big distance at all. No, so they have two shows in Toronto and they have two shows in Hamilton. The standard ticket price for Collision right now for a single standard ticket is 200 bucks between the cost of the ticket and the ticket master fee. And yeah. that's when there's three other shows that you can go to. And so that's a reason why, you know, they're not selling a lot of tickets. I was looking at Vegas this week, Sean. Well, right now they only have they don't have many areas opened up for Collision. They No, got well they they open more as they sell. That's yeah, of they course. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was looking at Dynamite this week or Vegas this week because they're doing Dynamite tonight at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Uh, and they're doing double or nothing at the T-Mobile Arena on the weekend. For Dynamite tonight, according to WrestleTix, they've distributed 4,100 tickets, which is not a ton. For Double or Nothing at T-Mobile on the weekend, they've distributed 7,100 tickets. Double or Nothing in the same venue last year did double that. 14,500 tickets. And I think it's kind of the same thing. AEW's proven that when they go to a new market, they have an audience. Look at All In at Wembley, yeah. right? When they go to a new market, they have an audience. But when they keep on going back to the same places over and over and over again, and when you're running the same town twice in a week and all of that, they're showing that it's becoming a, a tougher and tougher sell. And so uh, I'm hoping that they can kind of figure that out, especially Toronto, Hamilton being so close together and you're running four shows in a week. It's a very difficult sell. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you've mentioned this in the past, like go into new markets and they, they are going into a new market, but they're hitting a lot of the same areas around that new market. Right. And, uh, and that's why forbidden door was the first one they announced and they, they did really well on it. Right. Yeah. But then when you followed it up with all these other shows in the same general area, they're not selling. We've got, uh, several super chats, several humper chats. We got McAteer saying, in NXT, Tiffany Stratton beating Roxanne was the right call. She's the most improved wrestler in NXT. Has got her character spot on. Has excellent athleticism and a magnificent moonsault. Thinks she'll win the belt on Sunday and needs it more than Roxanne does. I do think she needs it more than Roxanne yes. does. I think she is one of the most improved performers that they got there. Uh, she is doing incredibly well, Jimmy. Uh, she's a standout. Yeah, and she definitely fits the Vincent Man aesthetic. So she's going to get opportunity. There's no question. And you know, one thing I like about her, she did an interview and I don't remember where it was, uh, but she did an interview when they did the last draft saying she yeah. did not want to get called up because she didn't feel she was ready yet. And I respected that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, it says a lot. It says a lot about her awareness in that situation. K775 says in one year, do you think the punk thing is a success or a failure? He's obviously a wrestling genius, but seems like a blow up is around the corner. I can't disagree with the latter. It does some. It always does kind of feel like that. Um, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say a year from now things will have went smoothly between AEW and Punk this time. Yeah, I mean, again, a lot of it for me comes down to management. It comes down to to making sure he recognizes who's the boss because that all in scrum when he's talking about I got a company to run, 
You know what I mean? In his head, he thought that he was the shit. So they got to make it clear who the boss is. The other thing is I really, do you know if there's been any, what's the word I'm looking for? Any movement um, in punk and the bucks and Omega smoothing things over at all? Is there, cause I know he had I the don't D. know. Okay. I don't That's know. It's got to get heard. taken care of um, unless AEW does not intend to resign them, which would shock me. Yeah. Unless that doesn't happen. They got to take care of that. You can't have this, this rift when you're going to be in the same locker room at some point. Yeah. I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, well I haven't heard anything about their contracts yet. So I, I, again, I, if I were them, I would use it for leverage. I absolutely would. Grayman says in a perfect kayfabe world, would punk make his return during anarchy in the arena too good to be true. Also would uh WWE sign Steve from catalyst. I don't know who Steve from catalyst is. I'll look him up right now, but yeah, I mean, ideally I would love CM punk to return during anarchy in the arena, but if they're starting collision, and a roster split, I don't know. And Steve looks very much like the type of person that WWE would sign. Oh, does he? Yeah, okay. he looks like, yeah, looks like a stud. Looks like somebody they would pick up. We got sad, isn't it? Saying there's an AEW pay-per-view bundle listed on Fight that includes everything, excluding All In. So any idea where that might be streamed? Also, first time chat. Well, I'll tell you what, no matter where it's streamed, our friends at nordvpn.com slash Fightful will help. Why we still got that Vince graphic up there. Nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Fastest VPN in the world. Works on all your devices. Works on all your operating systems. All of them. Browse safely and securely on the world's fastest VPN. And hey, if you're going to London, whether it be London, Ontario, London, Kentucky, or London, England, you can watch all your favorite shows or shows from anywhere. I watch Yellow Jackets much earlier thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You get a 30-day money-back guarantee in case you don't like it. But I'm a big pay-per-view buyer. UFC, boxing, even bare knuckle at this point I'm buying. You end up saving money the first month or two that you get this, and uh, the savings just roll on. You end up getting this great deal, several months free, all that good stuff as well. And a lot of you say, okay, how do I know what to change my virtual location to? They've got online 24-7 support. That way you can get help uh, and they'll they'll let you know what's available where. You can watch WWE Network with the old interface. You can watch Fight Plus, watch AEW without commercials. It's a good time over at NordVPN.com slash Fightful. The internet's best and brightest. Love NordVPN. I've said this uh, often. Uh, our mattress sponsor and our VPN sponsor are by far the ones that I use the most. Uh, I am on my computer Eight to 12 hours a day during a work day. And NordVPN is always on keeping me safe and secure. Jimmy. I love how Sean said, I'm a big pay-per-view buyer. I, I love am. that. I love that. That's good. Um, what, you buy your porn on pay-per-view? Is that what you're getting at? No, my, my point was usually when it's time for payroll as well. Oh, look at that. He saw the UFC on Saturday. Um, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Nice. That's nice. Uh, we've got... Ro uh, K775 says, I'm a bit perplexed by Roxanne losing ladder match, then getting pinned by Indy in the triple threat. Now, last night, sometimes you need to break her down, build her back up. She's got a lot more, a lot more in her career. Oh, 100%. Marquis says, what will Punk's relation, uh, what will Punk's, 
Let me try this again. What will be Punk's right. relations to BCC? Uh, you said that like Yoda, Marquise, my friend. <laughs> he said, also, do you see Alexander Wolf making a return to Imperium? I don't see Alexander Wolf making a return to Imperium, but I think he would, if they lost a guy, I think he would be a great addition. Uh, he looks great. He is well-spoken. He is a great performer. Punk, I think um, it depends on his relationship with John Moxley and what brand they're on. So I think that is a, a TBD situation. Yet K775 says, you think Nick Khan is serious about adding an extra hour to SmackDown and adding another TV show? Any guesses the TV rights, they stay put? Or go to Amazon, Netflix, ESPN. Jimmy, I'll set the stage for you here. Nick Khan is saying these things. Yeah. yeah, we could add a third hour. Yeah, we could be on any night because he's showing potential distributors, if you pay us the right amount of money, we'll do what you want. But the price tag's got to be right. That's it. It's yeah. not, oh, this is coming. He's shown flexibility. And and uh, this is on my list. We might as well talk about it now. So he did uh, two tech conferences within the last week. He did one I'd never even heard of called the SVB Moffat Nathanson Conference last week in New York. And then he did the J.B. Morgan uh, Tech Conference in, in Boston this week. And he said some stuff that got a lot of attention, as we just kind of heard. So the one in Boston this week, he said that NBC Universal is still inside their exclusive uh, negotiating window, but that Fox's window just ended. He said that they're open to moving Raw to any night. That's not going to happen. He said they're open to moving SmackDown to a different night. That's not going to happen. He also suggested that SmackDown could go to three hours, which very well could happen. Uh, and when talking about Raw's third hour, he said that they are discussing what to do with that third hour. He said that they might even look at making it more compelling to the adult audience. So he said a lot of interesting stuff. And then uh, uh, he talked about... Uh, at the conference last week in New York that they would love to produce television every day of the week. And he talked about the Mexico and the Latin America market. They talked about maybe producing a Spanish language show. You know what, if they want to do shows in different languages to target different markets, then that's fine. Go ahead and do programming every week, but first run English language television, Sean, I'm tapping out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've had enough. I'm tapping out. I, I think that the television rights should be, they should be announced at any time unless they have not yet seen the numbers that they expected. Because in 2018, when they announced their last deals, they announced them about a year ago to this time. It, it was about the end of May that they announced them. And so uh, they should be coming anytime unless they don't, they haven't got the numbers that they're expecting. I think NBC Universal keeps raw. I think SmackDown's up for grabs. Uh, and maybe it'll even go to NBC Universal. But Raw's not moving nights. They would be out of their freaking minds to move a television staple since 93 when every other night of the week now has something for the most part, yeah, already scheduled. They'd be out of their mind. They're not moving it. Nick Khan is just like he said, spitballing in order to show flexibility. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's what he's doing. It, it's a strategic move to just say, Hey, we'll do whatever. Just pay us for it. Right. We got Chris Raines saying with the sales of Double or Nothing, do you think they would uh, think of moving it from Vegas or choose a different date? So I want to shout out In the Weeds, Fightful Overbooked. It's their their uh, anchor show on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I love just popping on there, eating eggs and talking some trash. <laughs> but I said this morning, like, for me, I haven't been to an AEW pay-per-view in over a year. Um, and one of the big reasons is two of the three that have happened since last May have been on holiday weekends. That's right. I thought that Travel. was supposed to be the point, right? That was supposed to be the point. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know that Tony Khan does not have to worry about money, 
but the general consumer does, especially with inflation like it is, especially when you're talking Vegas, when, when everything's opened up, hotel rooms are two to $400 a night. Right. And that's before you eat there and you, you do anything else like go somewhere else every once in a while or have it the weekend after. And I know, I know that the holiday weekend is what they look at, but to me, it, it's very clear why the, the ticket sales are waning for this, which was an extremely hot ticket before it's because one, they, they run Chicago all the damn time. So maybe ticket sales there. We'll see how that reacts. But in Vegas, it's like the novelty of that is gone. Right. Like right. go somewhere else. It's somewhere less expensive for the audience. Go to a travel hub, do Atlanta, do something like that. That would be fun. I think that when they did the first one, because Vegas has a certain reputation for the big fights, right? For the big fights. I mean, the big boxing fights going back to the Tyson days, they were usually in Vegas or Atlantic city. And now all the big UFC events, they're always in, in Vegas. And I think Tony Khan wanted to, to put him on that same level. And that's why they did MGM grand in Vegas. And when they sold out the first one, everybody was like, wow, like this is impressive, right? Like they're running the MGM grand. They're running a legitimate venue. I agree with what you're saying. I mean, they, they did it. It's been done and now it is waning. Uh, and so I do think that they want to move on now. I, let's talk about double or nothing because not only have ticket sales not been great so far, unless maybe they do a lot of walk up after announcing punk. Cause that could happen, even though he might yeah. not be there, but Television ratings haven't been that great either. And I understand that they've had a lot of sports competition, but yeah. they, have, they have sports competition every year. And that's why it annoys me, say, with Raw. If Raw has a bad rating and people say, oh, they had Monday Night Football. They've had Monday Night Football every year for like 30 plus years. And so to me, that's not a valid excuse. But Dynamite numbers have been down. And I want to ask you this question. Do you think that there might not be a lot of general interest in the Four Pillars story? Because that's the main event. Maybe to, maybe to some people that have the preconceived notion about AEW and the style of wrestler they have, you know, the two little uh, yada yada. I think the promo work could have certainly been better. I thought the promo work tried to start off with like the worky shooty, like, ooh, I got you type of stuff. And uh, I worked hard and you didn't work as hard and I worked hard. We know all these guys worked hard. Like, it, I don't think the way that it kicked off was necessarily a, a captivating way. However, ever since it started, I've been captivated by the idea of the match. Like, I think it happens. I, I see what's going on here. I see Jungle Boy getting his edge. I see Jungle Boy probably turning heel soon. I see Darby finally in a main event title picture. Sammy re like reinserting himself into the main event title picture that a lot of people thought that he would be involved in and just hasn't been. And MJF is going to win this match and move on to the next leg of the title. But I'm excited for the match itself, even though it is a foregone conclusion. There are some people you'll just never please. They'll say, nah, it's predictable. Well, no shit, no shit. But that doesn't mean that matches shouldn't happen if they're predictable, even on pay-per-view, because I think they can do something special here. I do wish that some of the promo work would have been stronger leading into it. Do you think the match is hurt by the fact that everybody believes that Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy have zero chance of beating MGF for that title? Yeah, for sure. 
Okay. Now I, I will say, uh, like as a wrestling fan, cause I always try to separate myself from a critic and a fan as a wrestling fan. I don't care too much about the four pillars match. The match that I'm interested in is the anarchy rules match or the, the anarchy arena. Yeah, match, anarchy in the arena yeah. yeah. That one interests me because I find the story has been good for that one. And I really like Brian Danison as a heel. He's a really, uh, kind of sinister heel. And I like that one, but the four pillars one, for all the reasons that you just kind of expressed, the promo segments have him a good MJF is about a thousand times better than all three of those guys on the on the mic, and uh, I think there's no chance he loses. So for me, that's been uh, that's been a problem. Um, let's go on to uh, uh, let me get to super chats. You always jump from one segment, bam, right into the other, and I got super chats from 3:08 p.m. here. Go ahead, Sean Rossap. Matt says, "Will the Triple H Cody segment pay off with Triple H giving Cody the equalizer, aka old Sledgy?" I think it needs to be either Triple H handing it over to Cody or Triple H bringing up that he was pissed off about the throne being smashed with that. Like, I would like one of two things. Maybe some cheesy, like, I see that you know how to handle one of these type of lines or I don't like that you did that type of line. I think both of those would be fine. My only concern with with injecting Hunter in there is that there can be no payoff because he's not going to get in the ring. He can be a mouthpiece. He can absolutely be a mouthpiece. He ain't getting in the ring, though. Hmm. Do you anticipate the WWE hiring freeze ending anytime soon? I can tell you they have been interested in another free agent act, and I am working to report that possibly on FightfulSelect.com today. Don't think they're going to get them, though. Free agent from what company, Sean Rossap? No company. They're free agents. Patrick <laughs> says, is there any truth in Ace Steel returning to AEW? <laughs> I'd find it unbelievable up for a bit, bit, bit Kenny. I think that he'll be getting paid by them, but I don't think he'll be backstage. Adam Weller says, just watch Brian Zane's new video on Hogan and TNA and the comparison is apples to oranges, but I do catch similar vibes uh, with Punk. It is, it's apples and oranges because Hogan was not a primary top of the card performer there. He was a personality. Sorry, I got the hiccups. You okay there, bud? Okay. Yeah, personality, but uh, Brian Zane does great work. I want to say one thing, almost in defense of Punk, and I'm not, I'm obviously not going to speak for him, but I do want to say one thing. You got to understand just for a minute, I guess, if you're CM Punk, right? When he's in WWE, he was, he was held down for a long time. He was because he didn't fit the aesthetic. He finally broke through, became a star. Then he's getting, you know, everything he said in the, in the Colcabana podcast. And I'm not suggesting that everything he said was 100% accurate, but I think a lot of it was. I can understand how he's got a chip on his shoulder and he probably doesn't have a lot of trust. Um, sure. and, and I'm sure that carried over to AEW, but at the same time, well, the, the element scrum should have never happened. Even when I reached out to him for, for like comment on stories, I'm like, listen, I understand your, your not trusting of media and all that stuff. Well, I understand anybody. when yeah. exactly. That's why like, People will be like, oh, well, do you have an issue if somebody's got heat with you or doesn't want to do an interview with you? No, I understand why anybody in wrestling would not want to be on screen with dirt sheet guy. I get it. I completely understand it. I'm trying to change that perception to where it's it's commonplace for me to reach out to people and agents and executives and things like that. But I get it. I absolutely get it. Mr. Acosta says, you think the crowd turns on punk at some point? Listen, I don't know what arouses CM Punk. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what turns him on Mr. Acosta. Um, But (laughs) uh, yeah, I I do think, I think he'll be a heel at some point. Honestly, I think it's going to depend on the opponent and the venue too. the crowd. Chicago is still going to love him. We got a lot of people saying like 
AWS to come back to Phoenix. That'd be cool. Starting my petition for double or nothing to Atlantic City. I don't know about traveling there. Jimmy, take on AEW's upcoming rights deal and money. I think their all-encompassing deal could get maybe a billion over the course of the deal, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be... We've talked about this before. This isn't apples to apples over their last deal because their last deal was strictly for Dynamite and whatever cash injection they got for uh, Collision, we haven't really heard a number yet. So I agree with what you're saying. Their next deal is going to be all-encompassing. I mean, they already started pulling stuff off YouTube, right? Because they gave exclusivity to Warner Brothers Discovery. Sure. So the next deal is going to be for Dynamite, Collision, uh, Rampage, streaming rights, maybe even pay-per-view. I know yeah. they were getting, I believe it was $45 million a year just for Dynamite. Don't know what they're getting for Collision. I think the, uh, uh, thinking that they're going to get at least a hundred million a year uh, for those shows plus streaming rights. I think that's really within the realm of possibility. Maybe, I don't know if they're going to get a, a billion over five, maybe, maybe, yeah. but it's been uh, made clear to me. WBD is not interested in ROH and that dates before ROH was even available, which is a bummer because that could be good. I mean, they could have a complete wrestling tab on the max thing, sure. just like Peacock. Sure. Spencer says, what's the next big WWE or return debut from another company for WWE? When will it be? Thanks, Sean and Jimmy. I'm going to say either Eric Young or the authors of pain. <laughs> Other than that, I don't see any on the horizon. They let Switchblade Jay White just walk away. And Switchblade Jay White could be an immediate, you sign him, he is a, an upper upper card guy type of thing. For them. You're right, but I, I would like to think that even Vince McMahon has the wherewithal to understand if you can get Kenny Omega, you know what sure. I mean? You got Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes was one of the founding fathers of AEW. Kenny Omega is one of the founding fathers of AEW. Jay White's not. And I'm sure Vincent Mann has to understand if you can get him, you go for it. I don't think it's going to happen. I'd be surprised if Omega and the Bucks leave. But I said that about Cody too. Let's see here. Xavier says, does anyone know if Sling and Hulu count uh, live TV count towards ratings? Yes, they do. They absolutely do. Just an appreciation super chat. Caden says, off topic, Panthers winning the cup. Whatever. No, Vegas, Vegas has beaten the Panthers for the cup. Mr. Acosta said he walked right into the turning on CM Punk joke. Now he knows how Denise feels. <laughs> uh, by the way, Denise joining me this Saturday for the double or, or the uh, aid. She's joining me for the Night of Champions post show, <laughs> damn it. Too many shows, Sean Ross. There's a lot. I mean, Grab City's moving to Sunday, so you hear them talk about that too. They'll be in Vegas as well. Dream Ninja says the injury bug sucks. Live Mercedes Dakota are three of my faves. Monet signing a new deal is great. Uh, she's like a kid in a candy store signing contracts to have the dream matches she wants. It, it yeah, I, I hate to see all the injuries there. Uh, I've heard some are healing up, which is good to hear. Uh, I think the face of AEW's women's division will hopefully change pretty soon. But what's the new deal the they're talking about? They said Monet signing a new deal. Uh, supposedly she signed a new deal. I, I had reported on FightfulSelect.com. It backed up Meltzer's report. M Mercedes was supposed to win that title, and they changed I, it on no. the fly. I saw the spot. You saw the spot, right? It's rough. It yeah. was tough. So the, 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 the reports are a broken ankle. Have you heard anything? I have not heard anything. I'm working on it, though. Okay. Okay. That was a tough spot. Any update on if Danhausen has nips? CM Punk says no. <laughs> Patrick Wrestling says, any news on AEW on Max Streaming? Not imminently. They are in theaters, and they are uh, on pay-per-view this weekend. I think they should be on Max. I think that Max should have went above and beyond to get AEW involved and to put that on their service at the very least. Even if you don't put the library on there, you want that. 
Do you think Punk is worth the hassle or will it all end in tears? They they are going to make their money back on CM Punk. They they will make their money back on CM Punk. Oh, they will 100%. Now, in, in terms of the hassle, I think you'd have to ask Tony Khan because I think, like I said, Tony Khan's probably lost sleep over it. But do they get the new two-hour block without CM Punk? I think that's debatable. So why let, let me answer this question. Yeah, he's worth the hassle. I think he's worth the hassle based on our subscriber numbers. FightfulSelected.com. Thank you all so much for that. <laughs> Alex Silva says, I like if Triple H is involved in Cody, uh, kind of like a Daniel Bryan storyline. The throne, what Cody built before he went back, could be the reason why he doesn't want Cody to be the main event guy. I would love that, Jimmy, if they referenced AEW history as WWE history. Because why wouldn't Triple H be a little bit salty about Cody taking a sledgehammer to that throne? I mean, I'll tell you one thing. We've been sitting here bitching for weeks that Brock Lesnar has not explained why he attacked Cody Rhodes. So if it comes out that Hunter told him to, okay. Now at least there's somewhere to go. The only problem again is Hunter's not getting in the ring. So how does Cody get his his, uh, comeuppance on Hunter? That's the problem. There, there are creative ways. You can create any number of ways. Maybe he can own the company, Jimmy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Ari Emanuel comes out there with him. There you go. Uh, what theme song do you want on loop, repeat, during double or nothing? I don't know what you mean by this. What theme song? Does he mean like a wrestler entrance music? Or do you mean like, like a gambling theme? I don't know. I just want a bunch of puns. I just like when somebody taps out and they're interviewed backstage, I want them to be like, well, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Phantom says TK needs to capitalize on Willow while she's hot right now. She is. She is hot right now. She is such a great baby face. I'm sure she'll have the belt with her on, uh, on AW television. Like, why wouldn't you? Bizarro Big L says, appreciated what you said on Monday, Sean, whether football or wrestling, a person's safety is more important People need to reevaluate if they spread hate for someone liking a different team or company. Hope the best for Mercedes. Can't wait for Wrestle Kingdom 12. I had this conversation with both my wife and Najir of Big Gold Belt. I want to I want to plug him. I, I did the uh, I did the Wrath of Hannah review with him and Big Gold Belt Media, and I was like, Could you imagine, Jimmy, if a guy at like 40 or any age Finds a girl that's interested in him. He's like, hey, come over. I'll cook for you. Yada, yada, yada. And after they eat dinner, you know, she she goes. She takes a, a gigantic shit because he, he's probably undercooked the food. In his, <laughs> and he's on his couch giggling, looking at his phone, scrolling. She's like, oh, what's, what's so funny? And he's like, ah, nothing. She's like, oh, no, tell me. Tell me. And he goes, well, do you watch wrestling? And she goes, no, absolutely not. Why would I do that? She goes, but continue. He goes, so there are these fucking marks. And she's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, these marks, these e-drones, these AEW sexuals. Let me tell you, they they look, they read these stupid dirt sheets. And there's this guy who got hired from a dirt sheet to go to AEW. And I think he copyright claimed this thing. And she's like, what are you, are you getting to the point? And he goes, not really, but listen anyway. And then she walks out the door. Can you imagine? how a normal functioning human being would even a sports fan, even a tribalistic sports fan would look at how some of these people behave 
over AEW, WWE, formerly Impact a lot. Impact fans used to like, there used to be the TNA Mecca. If you remember that, they were mm. pretty bad. And you'd just be like, what is going on? Like, what are you doing? Like, that's not normal behavior. This sounds like that meme when Bad Bunny was talking to what the hell, Jenner? Exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like, what you just said. Yeah. Just like, and she's like, uh, and then she turns into the SpongeBob meme and she goes, All right, I'm going to head out. I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm going. But uh, we got. <laughs> Ricardo saying can't ask for a better oops champ than Willow. That's a good point. Yeah, they made the uh, most of it, right? Yeah. Joel Wood says there was music playing during the whole Anarchy in the Arena match last year. I think that's what they're referring to. Oh, well, that, that's one song and one song only. Dick, dick, diggity, dick, diggity dog. Socko. That one. That's it. Play that over and over and over. For like 25 minutes. For 25 minutes. For 25 minutes, please. And real ones know, real people know. Jimmy, we got a few minutes left. What else you got? Night of Champions. So I want your thoughts on two things. The first one is they have announced a triple main event, Sean Ross app. They've mm -hmm. only advertised seven matches, but they have announced a triple main event. That means 43% of the advertised matches yeah. are main events. What do you think of this little strategy? Well, Let's basically say everything's a main event. I think between me, you, and Jeremy, like 43% of Fightful have been the owner, right? Like, that's yeah, the way that works. Yeah, that's might, the way might that, be, that we works. Got, we got, I think we got more people than seven, maybe. I don't know. Um, ah, give or take 33. Do you think that they're doing the, the injury angle with Cody with his arm because they're trying to draw sympathy because they're concerned Brock's going to be the babyface to that Saudi crowd? No, I think they know Cody will be the baby face. I think they're confident in the, in their booking right there. You sure the Saudis, you know, the American nightmare, Brock's a special attraction. You don't think the Saudis? Yeah, they were cheering for Sammy last year. Remember, they were like, we want Sammy. And I was like, that can't happen. <laughs> and now it's gonna. <laughs> yeah. Now it's gonna. Last but, question for you. Roman and Solo, do you think they win the tag team titles? They better not. They better not, or I will complain loudly on the in, on the World Wide Web, Jimmy. Um, it would be the, a bad idea. The only problem I see with it is Roman and Solo, neither one of them is getting pinned. Solo's been pinned. Yeah, only by Cody, right? Yeah, like but I, I, I think I think odds are either the Usos they interfere and it backfires somehow, or it's a schmoz. I, I have a hard time envisioning Roman and Solo, either one of them is gonna get pinned. So I think Solo could, and then that gives Roman a reason to be bitchy at Solo. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Mm. Shytown Spurs says, I've seen people fight each other over soccer in this country. Nothing surprises me anymore. All fandoms have people as insane as these Twitter accounts. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, if you bring that up to a girl about wrestling, it is a lot less relatable than I don't like this other sports team. They're like, wait, the referee, you, you specifically don't like that female referee? Why? Okay. Uh, guys, we are headed over to the list goes on on FIFAselect.com. I am waiting, waiting to nail down a report about uh, some free agents with some interest from multiple companies. So that will be on FIFAselect.com as soon as I can report it today. Jimmy, what else you got? 
Uh, on the list goes on, I'm going to tell the heartwarming story of Bruce Boudreaux that even if you're not an NHL fan, you're going to like this story because it's a good story. So I'm going to tell that on the list goes on. FightfulSelect.com. Go ahead and subscribe. You're going to love it this week. I got a whole bunch of AEW news. Until next time, we're out.